Hello, this is Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the Moonwalk Talks podcast, hosted by my favorite rapper, Jenkins. Enjoy. Watch. Welcome to another episode of Moonwalk Talks. Time Magazine calls Moonwalk Talks, quote, a Michael Jackson podcast for people who might like Michael Jackson. Thank you for that inspiring quote. Hello, I'm your host Jenkins, and I'm the only rapper not dating Rihanna at the moment. Not at the moment. Um, okay, hold on, let's do this. Uh, put on the music. Okay, here we go. Hey, are you on Twitter? Or do you happen to have an Instagram? Well, do yourself a favor and follow this podcast at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter and Instagram. We post photos, quotes, opinions, and fun little tidbits about Michael Jackson all day. So get your daily dose of MJ by following at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter and Instagram. And guess what? Moonwalk Talks is back on iTunes, so go subscribe. And all jokes aside, if you could seriously do me a favor and go rate and review the podcast on iTunes, honestly, it will help the podcast reach a broader audience. And speaking of reaching a broader audience, tell a friend or two about Moonwalk Talks. Um, if you happen to have any friends that love Michael Jackson as much as you do, tell them about the podcast. Let's get some more. Let's get some more listeners. Also, if you like rap music, no, okay, if you just like music in general, go check me out, Jenkins.net, or just go search Jenkins on YouTube. That's J-A-N-K-I-N-S. All right, now that we're done with all that technical stuff, let's get to it. On this episode, I would like to talk about the relationship between the king of pop, Michael Jackson, and the purple one himself, Prince Rogers Nelson. There have been rumors for years that the two legends didn't get along or had a feud with each other, so I would like to take a little bit of your time and get to the facts between Prince and Michael Jackson. Prince Nelson and Michael Jackson were two of the most influential musical artists of the 1980s and still influence artists and musicians to this day. There were actually many similarities between these two stars. They were both black musicians. Well, Prince's mix, I think he's Hispanic and black. They were both born in 1958 in the American Midwest. Jackson was born in Gary, Indiana, and Prince was born in Minneapolis. And they both rose to prominence in the world of pop music in the late 1970s and early 80s. They were both Jehovah's Witnesses, and they were both heavily influenced by James Brown, and their music also drew from similar R&B, disco, rock, and pop influences. Now, just a disclaimer, I am going to keep musical opinions out of this, 
This is not going to be a podcast trying to prove that one is better than the other. I know the title says Prince vs. Michael Jackson, but that's just clickbait. I personally love both of them immensely and have listened to and admired them both since I was a kid. I will say that I know a lot more about Michael Jackson than I do about Prince, but that won't factor into this episode because I'm just talking about the relationship between the two and some cool facts and connections that I found interesting. I always find it silly for people to say that one of them is better than the other. Their styles are seriously apples and bananas to me. They have a few similarities, but if we're being honest, they have way more than a few differences. They always just got compared to each other and debated because of their looks, lifestyles, and the fact that they were both masters at what they did. One more thing, Michael Jackson and Prince did not talk about each other very often. So the info I have comes from very limited sources, um, from videos I found online, interviews with friends and family members. Um, I dug up as much as I could, but there isn't much out there. One of the stories I heard about years ago when researching Michael Jackson was a story that Michael Jackson had wanted his 1987 single, Bad, to be a duet with Prince. Here's a story as told by Prince in a 1997 interview with Chris Rock. Elvis said Jerry Lee Lewis. Early on in your career, who was the guy that you looked at and said, well, I got to get back in the studio? Uh Um, did you hear so-and-so? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in the studio right now. Who, was, who did that for you? Everybody's got somebody. Yeah, oh, well, um, contrary to what a lot of people might believe, it was never somebody who was my contemporary. There was never, like, any rivalry between you and Mr. Jackson? Oh, uh, not to me, no. That's, okay. Yeah. So I love the story of you, you know, there's all these prints. I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. Well, that's the guy you used to mm-hmm. be. There's the story of you turning down bad well you know that wesley snipes character that would have been me (laughs) all right now you you run that video in your mind the first line of that song is your butt is mine mine. i said who's gonna sing that to whom because you sure ain't singing it to me and I sure ain't saying it to you. So right there we got, you know, right there we got a problem. Now listening to this, it is kind of a funny story, if not a bit homophobic. I personally think it would have been fantastic to see Prince in the video and on the song. But I can also see where he was kind of coming from. Um, they were both already thought of as homosexuals in the press, even if they claim not to be. And while it was a bit homophobic of Prince to not do a song due to a sketchy lyric, I can't understand his concerns, kind of. Um, I think there had to have been more to the story, because that lyric could have easily been changed. But I found the best part of this conversation is at the end, Prince kind of takes up for Michael. It's so weird now. You were made out to be this weird cat, and he was like, Mr. Disney and <laughs> you're married, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> He's just married. You're like a married man. Well, you know, play it. You know, there again, you know, hopefully the press will get to the point where we'll just all just, it'll be a law where you have to tell the truth. It won't be about speculation. Um, he hopes that the press would have to tell the truth by law. As somebody who was also hounded by the press, it's nice to see him kind of have his quote-unquote rivals back. That's what writing slave on your face is about, you know. Something funny I caught while watching the Moonwalker movie is after the kid version of Bad, 
Kid Michael is walking with his entourage and asks, Is Bubbles in my trailer? Yes, sir. What is he wearing? He's wearing a Prince t-shirt and red sneakers. Prince t-shirt? <laughs> kind of a funny nod to Prince turning down the song. Now, Bad wasn't the only time they were meant to collaborate. According to the book Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution, Tim Burton wanted the Batman soundtrack to be a collaborative effort between Michael Jackson and Prince. Michael would provide the ballads, a.k.a. the light tracks, and Prince would provide the funky songs, a.k.a. the dark tracks. But like everything else, it never came to fruition due to the composer wanting a more unified soundtrack. Now even though these projects never came to light, before this, the two artists still drew inspiration from each other throughout their careers. Example, Prince was incredibly inspired by Michael Jackson's dominance at the Grammys in 1984 while he was writing Purple Rain, and he aspired to have a similar kind of success. And on the other side, Michael Jackson also took note of Prince, in particular, his unique brand of theatricality. And according to Bobby Z, the drummer for the revolution, Michael actually attended at least two of the shows in the Purple Rain tour and much later in 2006, went to one of Prince's shows at 3121 with Will I Am and Chris Tucker. The two artists were also quite similar in the way that they handled their celebrity. They were both shy and quiet with the press, and would avoid talking about each other's personal lives more than absolutely necessary. As they aged, both became more and more reclusive. They struggled with their record labels and dealt with various personal issues that resulted in unwanted media attention. Their careers followed very similar trajectories, with huge hits in the early 1980s, struggles in the late 80s and early 90s, and comebacks in the mid-90s. Many believed that they were competitive rivals, but they actually got along quite well. They would even occasionally play basketball together at Prince's music studio, Paisley Park, according to People in Prince's Camp. Michael would also send Prince packages, like footage of Sly Stone performing in Europe, an artist they both grew up listening to. Friends claim Prince was the more competitive of the two artists and always used Jackson's success as motivation to keep working harder. But Cynthia Horner remembers Michael looking through magazines asking questions about new and up-and-coming artists, and this is where he was introduced to Prince. And being in the business for as long as he had, he didn't want to be replaced by a newcomer. Now let me play you the audio of one of my favorite videos. It's a James Brown concert, Los Angeles, 1983. We're gonna get it hot before we call him. And without rapping, he said, don't do it, but I got to do it. I got to say it anyway. We got another fantastic people for you. You're too much to be a person, you're just a people. Because he's so beautiful, and I love him for so many years. The surprise is here. A young man I watched grow and grow. Like I said, uh, the artist was so beautiful, you have to jump back sometime and kiss yourself and count the blessings and thank God each and every day and just keep happening. I got a new inspiration, a new motivation because I just, just certain things happen to you, make you feel good. If you will, ladies and gentlemen, very quiet and very humble and very meek and just beautiful and full of talent and just, just running out of ears, he and his whole family. If you will, let's give another standing ovation for a young man sitting behind you that you have no idea who's an audience. 
Now at this point, Michael's in the crowd. People are around him clapping. Everybody's standing. He's blowing kisses. He's reluctantly trying to come up on stage. He doesn't really... You can tell he really doesn't want to, but you know. Michael is a performer. So he slowly walks to the stage. People patting him on the back, shaking his hand. He gets up there and hugs James Brown. Whispers in his ear, probably saying something like, why'd you do this? Grabs a mic. Michael Jackson starts dancing like James Brown. He does the moonwalk. And now here you're gonna hear the audio switch to a part that got cut out of the original broadcast. Michael Jackson starts whispering in James Brown's ear twice. And James Brown starts walking to the mic and Michael Jackson stops him. He's like, no, no, no. And he whispers in his ear again, trying to convince him of something. James Brown says, okay. Michael Jackson whispers in his ear one more time, and then... James Brown puts his hand over his eyes, trying to find Prince in the crowd. incredibly fascinating because Michael Jackson insists that Prince be brought up. Prince throws off his gloves, gives James Brown a hug, walks over to the guitarist, takes the guitar from around the guy's neck, puts it on, Starts drumming. You can see him kind of getting warmed up. in Prince fashion, playing the guitar, showing out for the crowd. It is quite sexual, so <laughs> I guess that might have been where I got cut, but I mean. Oh, and Prince takes his jacket off. Where, yeah, he just 
bear skin. Uh oh, did he grab the mic? Looks like he's a uh, ninjutsu with it. Oh, and now he's doing James Brown moves. dancing real sexual. I mean, don't want to say nothing. He looks like he could be on some type of drugs. <laughs> to be honest. He's doing hand movements and every single time he does the hand movements, the, the band goes, done. Oh, and he falls off the stage destroying the lamp this is probably why it got cut <laughs> oh, that was Prince in his uh, bad boy days <laughs> but all in all I find the clip extremely interesting to see that Michael Jackson really really wanted to help Prince get seen uh, Prince you know like I said I don't know much about Prince but you know this was before Purple Rain and so um, you know, it was 1983, he wasn't as popular, I, I wouldn't think, I don't know. But, you know, still, Michael Jackson wanted to, you know, see his friend get some spotlight as well. That's why I really like that video. Throughout Michael Jackson's extraordinary career, Prince was really the only other musician on the scene at the time to challenge him both commercially and artistically. Although the rivalry could have been full of animosity, instead the two artists challenged each other to do better through mutual respect. Michael's nephew Austin Brown was asked in an interview with U.S. Magazine, You also knew Prince. That's very interesting because Prince and your uncle didn't get along so well, right? And he says, quote, That's actually not true. My uncle told me a couple of years ago that they talked about doing stuff together again, but it just never happened. When I saw Prince a few years back, he was giving my uncle props and saying how much he loved his voice. So I don't know how true it is that they didn't get along because that's not what I saw. Now, in all of my research, I couldn't find not one piece of evidence suggesting that these two artists had it out for each other. Even in this interview, when asked who would win in a fight between Michael and Prince... Hypothetically, who would win in a fist fight, you or Michael Jackson? <laughs> Both roughly, you know, the same size, you know, you have the both have the high-pitched sound, you know. What do your right right hook like? Oh my goodness. He's a plant, y'all. But I plan it. Yeah, keep it light, keep it light. How about this? Michael's not a fighter, he's a lover. <laughs> oh, could I, could I just say something? I've never really uh, spoke publicly about Michael. We should all just kind of like chill because it's, you know, he may know something none of us really know. And just like, let's wait and see. Let's wait it out. You know, let's just wait it out. You never know, right? You just never know. Ultimately, we all got to come back home. So let's just make a home for everybody. When Prince noticed that the people didn't get the lover, not a fighter joke, obviously from the girl is mine, he told them all to calm down, chill out. 
everybody has to come home. Let's make a home for everybody. Over 30 years later, both Thriller and Purple Rain remain some of the most notable albums of all time, regardless of the way that both artists' careers and personal lives progressed. And these albums will continue to be discussed for many, many years to come. It's still sad to think that these two musical geniuses never came together on a project, be it ego or pride or jealousy Or maybe it's neither one of those things. Maybe they both just understood that they each had something special going, and neither of them needed to interfere with the other. Unfortunately, the world will never know. Neither of them publicly praised the other, and all we have are small glimpses into what they may have been thinking. But if I could leave you with this, out of all the names Michael could have chose for his children, he chose Prince for both of his boys. And after Michael Jackson died, Prince did an interview with a French publication. And when asked about the death of Michael, he simply said, it's always sad to lose someone you loved. And since then, he has been performing his renditions of the Michael Jackson hits, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and Shake Your Body Down to the Ground. Maybe, just maybe, This is his subtle way of showing the world his appreciation and admiration for the late King of Pop. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Moonwalk Talks. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Moonwalk Talks. Follow us on Instagram at Moonwalk Talks. Tell a friend, rate and subscribe, please, on iTunes. Tell a friend about us. Um, All that good stuff. Check me out. My name is Jenkins. I'm a rapper. I do rap music. I do all types of music, man. Uh, Check out my website at... No, that's not... It's Jenkins.net. Yeah. And, um, yeah, thank you again for listening, and don't forget to smile.